Hi everyone, very good morning to you and welcome to this episode of Agape's podcast on the book of Psalms. Today we'll be looking at verses 49 to 56 of Psalm 119. Now that's Psalm 119 verses 49 to 56. If you have your Bible with you and you'd like to turn to that, you can do so right now. And we're going to read the scripture passage first. Psalm 119 verses 49 to 56. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. The insolent utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, minister to us now as we read your word. Even as you do so, Lord, give us your grace and your strength to obey, especially in areas of our lives that need change. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you who have been keeping up with the podcast, you will know that I'm doing a series on Psalm 119. As I've mentioned before, Psalm 119 is a beautiful acrostic poem or hymn. Now, acrostic poem is a type of Hebrew poem where each set of verses begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. In the case of Psalm 119, there are 22 sets of 8 verses each, which makes it, technically, the longest psalm in the book of Psalms. And this is the seventh devotional on Psalm 119. And once again, we come to the theme of how the psalmist um, sought to obey the word of God. And this time round, the psalmist described a challenging situation where he was afflicted by his enemy. He was very affected by the affliction and he did not hide the fact that he was very angry. And he was angry mainly because his enemy had not just um, sinned against him, but had sinned against him by going against the very word of God. So according to the psalmist, it was an act of injustice. However, the psalmist did not take things into his own hands. Instead, we can see from the verses that he appealed to God to remember his promise. Now, we do not know what um, God has promised the psalmist, but there is this uh, high possibility that he had to do with vindication. God might have promised the psalmist that one day, the Almighty himself would deliver and vindicate him from his enemies or from any kind of false accusations. And so the psalmist cried to the Lord that he will keep to the word of God, no matter how difficult um, it seemed to be. And the psalmist took comfort in God's promise and declared that he will not break uh, 
he will not break any of the laws, any of God's laws, right? Even if the accusations or persecution seems to be so intense. It could have been tempting to the psalmist to do so, to take things into his own hands and in the midst of it, uh, broke some of uh, God's laws, right? It could have been tempting to the psalmist to do all these things in the midst of such um, intense injustices or persecution, but the psalmist declared and decided to hold on and allow God's promise to be his song. Now, I'd like to believe that many of us listening in right now had gone through or might have even been, uh, might, might even be going through some kind of afflictions. Afflictions by people in our lives who falsely accuse us, gossiped against us, or wanting to do us harm due to some ungodly reasons. Now, nothing in this world hurts so much as being wrongly accused, right, for something we did not do. And especially if we are being accused by someone who had been close to us. Or we could have been a victim of someone's jealousy to harm us for personal interests or even insecurity. Now at those times, it is natural that we feel angry and might even wonder why you know, God did not stop the mouth of our accusers. We might have wanted to take things into our own hands. We might even be tempted to go against the word of God, either by sinking into a state of lawlessness or attempting to harm our enemy by the same way he had done to us. An eye for an eye. Yet the psalmist warned that such is not the way of the Christian, not the way of those who believe in God. Instead, we are encouraged to hold on to the promises of God. The promises of God that He will vindicate us. The promise that those who harm us for selfish gains or through deceitful means will face God's judgment if they are not repentant. And through the holding on of such promises, we are to lead a life worthy of the gospel. It was as if the psalmist was suggesting that as long as we hold on to such promises, we have that strength from God to carry on with life as He had decreed. We are to continue to love the people around us. We might even be called to forgive our accusers and pray for them. And if we know our Gospels, that is what Jesus um, was suggesting right to the disciples and to those who are actually listening to his teaching. Now, such a demand of the gospel is challenging, right? And I had personally struggled with this. I struggled with the Lord on this. Yet at the end of the day, you know, like what the psalmist had said, it is a blessing to be able to keep the word of God during such difficult times. For God is the promise keeper and He is the anchor of our lives. In other words, when we face afflictions or injustice in our lives, how we face it in the faith, you know, is, is very important. Because anger, as we know, can easily turn to wrongdoing. And before we know it, we could be doing the, exactly the same things or worse on something which our accusers did to us. 
So while it's okay to be angry, we need to learn how to cry to the Lord in our anger. And we need to learn how to turn that anger into surrender. The surrender that no matter how unjustified we may feel, God knows. God knows. The surrender that no matter how unjustified we may feel, Jesus had already paid the price. Not just for the sin against us, but for our accusers who broke the law of God. And so the best thing we do to do is to really pray for our accusers and hold on to God's promise that vindication will surely come. In the meantime, we learn to live in the joy of God's blessings, of His Word, and of His presence, really. The Word that when we obey, we can, it can give us you know, true freedom, joy, forgiveness, and life. Let us pray. Lord, now as we rest in Your Word, indeed give us Your grace to face the week ahead with much joy, freedom and conviction that you are the promise keeper thank you father in jesus name amen amen